Hey, what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera. And this is Natasha. And you are tuned in to the first episode of 2022. Happy 2022! Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. How's everything? How was your New Year day? New Year's uh, Eve? Uh, very quiet. I stayed home. Um, I had made my black eyed peas. Like I told right. you I was going to. You got the auntie um, skills. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I wish I was going to see you too, so I could have gave you some. But anyway, um, oh, did you? I know that's right. She got to um, teach me. Girl, it's well. We'll talk about that. But in, anyway, um, yeah, Malia uh, stayed here with me, and she poured us juice and wine glasses. <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> So that's what we toasted to. Um, just low key, we watched some movies, played some Uno, uh, some new the new Uno, the purple pack. I forget what it is, you can flip it. Mm-hmm. So we were like playing that, um, just enjoying my daughter. And oh well, her grandma was here, and her dad was here. She got a new little vanity in her room. Like her room is officially a preteen room. Um, so all the toys are out. There's no games in there. There's no. It's very much, you know, it gives preteen. Girly very, girl. very girly. Right. So her room is better than mine. I love <laughs> so, it. I want Malia's I life. Like, I want her life. <laughs> she's like, so the she's fuck do I? freaking fabulous. Like, she likes all the things I like. <laughs> yeah, she really does. She got your personality. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I was like, oh, yeah, I got this on Starbucks. She was like, Malia gets that. I said, that's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> she made me take her to Starbucks yesterday, child. Period. <laughs> Don't play with my friend. Oh, like, my God. What did you do? <laughs> I was out at you. Um, I stayed home. I did. I think I'm like nervous about the Marion. Well, one because mm-hmm. I didn't want nobody coming over. Two, I didn't want to go to nobody's house because I didn't want to have to leave anybody's house. Right. <laughs> like, That's how I, wanted, I felt. Mm-hmm. Like I went and I specifically wanted to be home. Right. Okay. Like I didn't want to not be home. Right. So, there's that. So how was that? Experience it was good. Was you on the phone? Well, or you just... I didn't get ish or something like that. Like I was cleaning and stuff, and I was busy, so I didn't even sit down until like ten. I was on the phone with my friend for a while, and then I hung up, and then I started drinking. You know, uh, I know right. Shit. I was <laughs> um, right. And I wrote, I wrote down some manifestations for the new year. I wrote oh, right. well intentions. I wrote down some intentions for the year, things that I want to do, things I want to work on, um, things I want to continue to grow with. So yeah, I, I already told that. you. Um, you ain't playing. Yeah, I already told you. I want a boyfriend this year. I, but I don't think you told the listeners this, though. I know. Yeah, I told you yesterday. And this is just so, like, those of us that know um, how DeAndre, if you've been listening, you know, like, she has been so, you know, I'm on my own thing. Like, you know, when it happens, it happens. I don't even know if I want that. This is, like, a complete 360, yeah, I and I, I am here I want, for it. I want to get, like, my, I'm, work, I'm still working on self. 
But I kind of just tired Dizzy of emojis. Like, so I'm, I'm done with Eric. Come his business. Like, no, Eric, you got a fine-ass friend with some money. <laughs> Where that boy that was in the car that day? Hook my girl up. He was yeah, cute. Yeah, was well, that cute. guy that was there that day, tell him what's up. If he single, if he... But if he broke, or if he rapping... Or he got he too rapping, many kids. If he rapping, leave me alone. If you rapping, leave me I alone. I can't rap. All right, leave me alone. <laughs> he can't rap on the side. Maybe he working nine to five. Uh, he just rap the side on the no, side. No, because I'm a hardworking woman. And then they gonna be like, yeah, because you motivate me. <laughs> Babe, I wrote this the, song for you, you whatever. You, you gonna come to my you, show? You on your shit. <laughs> so you motivating me. To do full time with this shit. No. Uh-uh. No, he gonna make songs about right, you. Eric, shit. You know you're a rapper, but you have a full time job. <laughs> right. But see, what if he's like an Eric? You know what I mean? I feel like Eric is what you could say an enigma. <laughs> oh, oh, see, I love it. I love it. How about Eric, it? Not too many people have. You don't but, see that often. Yeah. Most people aren't uh-huh. Eric. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. But what do you think made you decide to change? Like, what was that epiphany for you to be like, you know what? I do want a, I want a relationship, and I want a healthy relationship. It's because I'm tired of, like, that casualty of dating. I'm kind of getting annoyed. I feel like I'm putting... I'm naturally, you know... People naturally... Um, cling to me you know what I mean like I make people feel good I think that even when I try to keep things casual they kind of get a little deeper than necessary Um, unprovoked on either part but it's kind of it's wasted energy when I feel like I know that this is not going to go anywhere right this isn't going anywhere and we're both kind of putting this in energy and it's wasted energy when I can just focus on myself, focus on the things I need to do, meet men with intentions that are aligned with mine and mm-hmm. date and work that way. So does this mean that you're going to actively like go out to places where men are and like try to mingle? The type of man that I want to date, I will go to those places because I right. enjoy those spaces. I okay. would do that more. What I do they like, look like? What kind of spaces are we talking? I'm talking, you know, like men that are, you know, maybe like a lounge, not like like hookah lounge, but maybe like like a lounge, maybe, you know, certain restaurants, certain, like going on vacation, going out of town, doing things that, you know, that I would, I'm not stuck in the Philly scene, like, Right. You never know. I might meet him at the airport. Might meet you at the bank. You never know. Right. Or the gym. <laughs> or the gym. Literally but, at like, the bank. Either way, hopefully you'll end up there. Per, but, you know. <laughs> and you're not security. Like no, it's not security. But um, no, I said like these. The first six months of this year, I'm gonna focus solely on me in every way right. it is like. Um, spiritually, physically, financially, mentally, all of that stuff. Like really, just stay to myself, and then come June, I'm gonna pop out. Not saying mm-hmm. I'm waiting on a man, but I'm 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 going to be more present and more around to meet men. You know, right? right now, more open get- to open to having a conversation with potential conversation with potential, and not mm. really 
doing anything that's wasted energy right now. Like, I love it. I'm a remain like I've been focused on me and I've been doing well, but there are still some things, and you know that I have to. I have been putting off that I have to do, and right. so I'm gonna focus on that. Focus on getting my shit together. So therefore, right. when somebody come around, there would be like nothing that you know, like I'm distracted by, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that's a beautiful thing. I'm I'm here for it. I love this. I love that we're talking about it now because I'm all for um, watching the progress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, months from now, you know, when that happens, when it happens, we can look back on this and be like, girl, remember when you was manifesting it? And you said, and like now it's like really a thing. Like you have a whole, a whole relationship and you're happy. happy That's the part I care about is being happy. And not, I feel like once I, it's like to me, I feel like once I fully love, like I love me, obviously, but really do the things that it takes to love me fully, then I'm more than likely going to meet somebody that's going to do the same because I'm doing it. Right. Right. No, absolutely. And the main thing is, like you said, being at places where you know that type of man is where you're trying to be. Like, you don't want just to be, you know, at, um, I don't know, some type of hood bar or at, you know, I don't know, some poppy store. You don't, that, that's, if that's not what you're looking for, I'm going to assume that's not what you're looking for, then don't even entertain them, them type of spaces. Be there on purpose wherever you're going you know i know a lot of women like to go to um like happy hour spaces at really nice restaurants um like you said as far as the Mm -hmm. airport is concerned like i know that when i went to dr i didn't meet men i met a group of girls and they were cool though they you know we coming from philly everybody's from philly we going to the same location we busting it up like my cousin wasn't but i'm you know i'm friendly so you know it's cool I feel like, like there's nothing wrong with that. Even with like, I feel like by traveling, like you meet people that Walmart. are into, <laughs> are into different things. And when he said we go to Walmart, he put Walmart. That's where he I met that, him at Target. That girl that scratched that damn scraping pot that fucking pot. <laughs> <laughs> she don't appreciate nothing. Exactly. She don't appreciate no good fucking uh, some good fucking dishes. Oh, you Target. know how much. <laughs> Y'all, gosh, I can't. Eric, Eric want to be on this show so bad. Bougie, he he is the third part of this whole thing. It's the mess. You wouldn't think he's as funny as he is. No, Eric is low key. Those is the funniest people to me. The ones that's low key funny. Where you like, oh, you really just even your serious is funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh You're describing me. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm true. Down, I'm down to meet like guys with good, I love it, and high vibrations and matching um, my energy, even like going above my energy, like you know what I mean, so, right? Cool. Yeah. So, what about you? With some intentions you have? Um. Well, let me just say this on a side note. So, I was I'm obsessed with TikTok, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not even I swear. What's crazy is I don't even look at my notifications like that for my page. I more so just be scrolling, looking up dog shit now all the time and just looking at TikTok. But anyway, somebody had posted, this guy was posted and he said, um, 
the tradition about where it comes from for when you say what you're doing for that day is how your year is going to look. Mm-hmm. And um, it was because of slavery and like, you know, normally slaves like dreaded New Year's Day. It was actually mm-hmm. something that was to be dreaded because you would be sold off and whatever your chore was or your position was as a slave was that for the entire year. Um, so that was just a nice little fun thing, you know, to kind of put in your back pocket for those that didn't know, like me, which I feel like a lot of shit goes back to that. Or yeah, could, even if it ain't. was a bitch cleaning an, a clean apartment. <laughs> right, right. Like, you know, I mean, come on. How many times am I going to make black eyed peas? A bitch is not getting richer. Like, <laughs> but I'm still, but that's the only time I eat it because I like it though. <laughs> No, I love black eyed peas, but I only make it outside of New Year's. I might make it one other time during the year. That's some shit, Dick, because it's you. A lot of people don't like it and it it makes a lot. So I don't I try to make it here and there. And most people don't make it the way I like. I like my gravy really thick, like like a gravy. I don't like watery black eyed peas. I was just saying it to my sister. I was like, I don't be wanting to eat red black eyed peas because some people like it a little too wet. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Mine ain't like, like, I like, like the that. actual bean, right? Like, mine, <laughs> like I don't like fried fucking beans, <laughs> right? And I don't want it watery. I don't. I don't know, but that's neither here nor there. Um, my intentions on purpose. One, um, so our puppy comes home tomorrow. I'm very Aww. excited. So I've been getting prepared for him all week, and it's been kind of stressing me out and my anxiety so high I can't even focus. Like, I haven't been able to focus on anything I'm supposed to do outside of getting my house together like a like a newborn. Like, I'm getting ready for a baby. You're nesting. Um, I'm totally <laughs> nesting. Um, but I am being intentional with my thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. And I've learned um, TikTok teaches me everything. So... I just got into, and those that know about this already, I'm sorry I'm late, but not even the art of manifestation, but the art of assumption. And Ooh. I was like really digging into the art of assumption and I seen it on YouTube. It's like, it just popped up and, um, you know, Ooh, trying to really, yeah, the art of assumption. It's really like a thing. I, right. I'm like, it's not like making this up, but it really is like a thing where you actually, you know, like the one girl I'll say whose video I watched, the way she described it with manifestation is, um, trying to say that you're trying to obtain something that you don't have. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and trying to get into this certain energy and getting yourself into this energy to align to get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. With the art of assumption, it is already. So you have to self out. Like instead of, you know, let's say like when people say, oh, you know, once I lose this weight, then da 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 da. No, you're going to act like a bad bitch today. Like today, Period. the niggas is obsessed with you now. Like, and that's what she was saying. Like, she was like, you know, I would tell myself, like, oh, my ex is my ex is obsessed with me. Like, you know, she's like, it might sound delusional for people that really don't think like that. She said, it might sound crazy, but you really gotta believe this. Like, no, like these people really want me. Like, I'm a bad bitch. She said, and then you start moving, like, well, when certain situations happen, it's like, well, what would if you know like you're playing this role until it fucking happens and you're really an actress. Like, yeah. and you have to believe that role oh if a nigga come try to talk to you like you said let's use you as an example if a nigga try to talk to you that is a rapper that's attractive they may line up in the in the past where you might have given it a shot bad bitch deandra that's already where she want to be at in her head and know she where she's trying to go is 
on, already on some, oh, this is how, you know, 2022 DeAndre responds is already, even if I'm not fully where I feel like I need to be with myself. Like, I'm this crying. is, uh, this is already I've been active my whole life. <laughs> 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 I've right. been like this my whole life. <laughs> Girl, well, I'm just catching the fuck up, child. And I'm like, you know what? I, I've realized, because the one thing that she said, and I feel like I um, connected with this woman, I've, I have low self-esteem, but I also have really, really high self-esteem. So there is extreme um, difference, or like, I mean, extremes, mm-hmm. though. There is not an in-between with me. Either I'm, like, the baddest bitch in the fucking room, or I feel like, oh, man, don't even look at me. Like, it, it's either one or the other, and I'm like, you gotta find that line, Tasha, and you can still... You know, even when don't it doesn't matter how other people feel or like and she, that's another thing she was saying. You know, um, when people may say she's like, it's not even about physicalities. You can be overweight. You can be uh, mm-hmm. what society doesn't describe as a beautiful or not seen as beautiful and still be that bad bitch. She was like, you ever wonder how somebody come around? You'd be like, damn, it's not about this person energy. Like niggas mm-hmm. just fuck with it. You know, people just fuck with it. And they like like Jay Z for example. Outside of him being a rapper. I feel like even if when no matter what field that man was in, his intelligence and his confidence is a certain way where mm-hmm. he would always get bitches because it's just the way he carries himself and it's it's attractive. I agree. It's I very agree. attractive. So I'll say I I will say that um, now that you explained it, I feel like I've been doing it for a long time right. only because I have moments where I have been extremely insecure. Like I told you before. If I have to walk into, like, a room full of people, like, I prepare myself. Like, all right, go in there. Don't be weird. Have your head held high. Speak to everybody. You know, do your big one, basically. Where, and for real, for real, and it comes off as super confident. So, like, when I would tell, like, friends and stuff, I'm like, yeah, I don't like that shit. Like, I'm shy. Like, I... You know, I have insecurities, and they're like, I always just thought you were so confident. And I'm like, girl, I probably was having a bad fucking day that day. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I talk myself into shit every time. Like, I I hate, like, attention. I hate, like, yeah, a lot too. of stuff. Like, I just be like, okay, why everybody still standing over here? <laughs> yeah, me too. I get like, really, no, really I'm uncomfortable. I'm definitely going to assert that a lot more. Yeah, um, and I... I encourage people to look into the art of assumption. If you into manifestation and spiritual type of things like that, you know, all about elevating yourself, just kind of read into it. You know, I, I find it interesting. I'm still learning. Um, but it was definitely something that I, uh, a, a, a way of mine that I just want to be in. So even the, though um, post, so I can post it okay. on my page. Okay. I, um, but yeah, you know, so that's basically for me, you know, just being um, as far as myself is concerned, like, you know, walking in my truth, being who I am and being unapologetically me. Basically what Ooh, I said right. before the Period. New Year's, like, you know, I know where I'm what I'm trying to do. I see my life. Like, I can picture what I want to do, and it's mm-hmm. just making that come into fruition. That's Period. really, that's just and really just what I'm on. And affirmed it, so I love that. But right. it was another thing I saw on TikTok, and I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing. I'll post it on the page as well. 
But this woman was saying, like, you know, what does self-love really mean? Like, self-love, self-care. And it was all these different aspects that she had in a circle. And she said, you have to do these things every single day. So you have to do something for yourself emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially. Like, all of these aspects you have to do on a daily basis so that Mm. you can be, you know, have a productive day. And I'm like, yo, that's some real shit because... I remember when I was like super focused, like in 2020, like in the beginning of 2020 before the pandemic, um, I was going to the gym more like four to five times a week, eating right. I was saving money at the same time, like purposefully saving money, right? Like taking out this amount this week or that week or making sure I don't buy these things because that's not going to help or you know, or journal or, you know, do something that'll make me happy, like read a book or whatever it is that'll make me happy for that day. These are all aspects so that you could be your most productive self. And I was just like, yeah, that's a really, I said, I never broke it down. And I, at the time when I was doing it, I didn't realize that's what I was doing. Right. And I will say I was super productive and it wasn't really about losing weight it wasn't really anything specific it was just like this shit is making me feel good i'm gonna keep doing this shit right here right like going to the gym at that point i was writing i was going to um uncle bobby's like twice a week to go write and get some shit done and it 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 helped a lot like it helped it helped a lot so I'll just say I'll um post I'll probably post both of those on like our timeline so everybody can have it as a reference to go back to. And shout Definitely. out to those queens for putting us on. Definitely. You know, I agree. Let's get I into agree. the show. You got the <laughs> timer up because I know I don't. It's been on. Yeah, okay. I actually did it on time this week. I, I am so right. proud. We started the 21 minutes right. Right. I'm, I'm 20, focused. Right. Um, so this week, past week, um, Shekinah from Love & Hip Hop and the T.I. and Tiny show she right. went live, and while she was live, she was discussing um, how she kind of was just talking about things she won't ever do again. And with saying that, she was just explaining how T.I. treated her in front of Tiny and different things like that and the disrespect she endured and all of the drama that she had going on with them up until last year. How, you know, it hurt her and it broke her down. She got really, really emotional. But, you know, not to talk about the details of what she said, honestly, because I believe most of what she said, you know, like him saying you she alleged that he said when they were in first class, you know, since when can the the help fly first first class? Yeah, he went on his way to disrespect her. He used to do it on the show. Yeah, she was just saying, like, just saying disrespectful stuff. And while she would defend herself, she said, you know, never a time when she's not going to defend herself, her friend would stand there and say nothing. Yep. And it made me realize, like, you, I don't know, she took away from this. I said, but I took away is how you allow, how other people allow their people to treat you is how they see you. Mm, okay. So have you ever been around somebody and their significant other is disrespectful or dismissive? That's really how their that person that introduced you, that mutual you have, really sees you. Because I don't care if any of my friends don't like each other. 
in front of me, y'all not going to disrespect each other. Right. Um, I, I'll say this. I think that it just goes back in that specific, you know, as, as regards mm-hmm. to like uh, relationship stuff, because I have um, DeAndre knows this, knows this, but I had got a new TV a couple of weeks ago and um, it came with like free Pluto TV on it. So like I kind of have cable. But anyway, I've been watching Love and Hip Hop, like old episodes. And mm-hmm. one of them, uh, Nia Riley and Soldier Boy was talking and he was saying she was calling him out for cheating. And he was like, you know, all your whole ass friends, they always fucking everything and you still mm-hmm. be with them. How you make that? How you think they make me feel? All your friends is fucking whole. And I'm thinking, wow, this is like true narcissistic, you know, let me, um, redirect and project and you know now i'm gonna make it about you because i gotta turn the attention off of me i think that it goes back and y'all know i'm sorry it goes back to the dumb bitch shit that i keep talking about why you have when you're around somebody that is a dumb bitch that allows a nigga to disrespect her it will flow Mm -hmm. into you because she doesn't respect herself these people don't respect themselves and i feel like at some point, it might not even be how you feel about me, but I feel like be, it, it might be something you eventually, like, he keeps saying it to you because he wants you to stop fucking with me. Because I'm I'm not soft like you. You know, I have my own, it's a reason he want to separate the two. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure, especially after that shit with fucking um, Floyd Mayweather, I know we're not talking about them specifically, but I feel like that heightened it even more, because Shekinah was the fuck there. Like, you... I love that, because she definitely didn't put her on. <laughs> no, but she was there, though. And my mm-hmm thing mm-hmm. is you don't like it because you know you do your thing and she might cry on this girl's shoulder and this is some strength that you don't fucking want her to have you this is a backbone bitch that's going to tell her because she's going to talk to you the way that she you know that Shekinah's going to talk to you the way fucking tiny would never and you know that you don't you can't stand that bitch this is the type of bitch you hate if i how can i keep this bitch in check if i got you to fuck in her ear now i'm on the other end saying mm-hmm. how much of a, a low budget you shouldn't be hanging around this bitch we both playing tug of war but unfortunately the dick normally wins <laughs> Just, yeah i definitely <laughs> see that side of it for sure with tiny specifically i do see that because i feel like she don't assert for herself but i also realize that in some ways she kind of is disposable you know what i mean yeah like, she's always been anybody I feel like sometimes in a relationship standpoint, anytime you allow like your significant other to disrespect the people in your life, it's because for some reason you feel like this person here is irreplaceable and everybody else is disposable. Mm. So whether or not I talk to you or not really don't matter for real, for real. I'm going to act like I, you know, like it's important and, and, oh, just ignore him. But like what um, Jackie said, Satina ass in that motherfucking diner what's <laughs> what got to do with it. It's only cool when a motherfucker put his hands on you. Right, like you got me fucked up. But you know what I will say, though? The exception to what I said is maybe when it comes to relatives. Now, and I'm not talking your, like your significant other's family. I'm talking, mm-hmm. you know, your girlfriend's sister. For sure. Yeah, your girlfriend was getting fucking, it, too. Right, now, yeah. that's, now that is, to me, I agree. Like it's like, Yeah, like, or yeah, your other friends that don't fuck with me and they never really knew me like that they only knew me through you what the fuck is you saying like unless Mm -hmm. now granted i've been in that situation and there have i have a relative that acts like that and then i had a friend that acted like that 
both of those people have be like mental health behavioral issues and everybody knows that they were mm-hmm. not you know they weren't um selfish about who and they you know pick and choose they only liked certain people and it was probably one person other than that they didn't fuck with anybody else they fucked with me and that was an insecurity on their behalf it wasn't shit i was going back and telling them mm-hmm. but they're that's just their they don't like nobody they're just insecure they don't have female friends but other than that if you got like a sister or something every time i come around you got a cousin that's looking me the fuck up and down like oh let me get the fuck out of here I got a part now. It's like, well, what the fuck you saying to her? Mm-hmm. What y'all be talking about when I'm not around? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I realize if you feel like your friend can disrespect me or your cousin or sister or whatever can disrespect me, then at this point, we not about to be cool. Yeah, I agree. Because not that I have control over nobody around me. I have, I carry a certain level of respect for people. Whether I don't like them or not, I give people respect. It's people I'm mm-hmm. around often I don't really care for. But what they can't say is that I was disrespectful. Yeah. So, well, I like, can't be if seen you are. how I am. You've seen <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you good. I, I, I will say. I'm I not can, nasty. I can be, but normally it's a Unless reaction. Unless they did some shit to me. If they didn't do nothing, right, I just really right. just like, you don't. I don't vibe with you or my friend told me something about you or something like that. Like, mm, if that's your friend, you won't fuck with them. Then they won't fuck with them. But if you like, I'm not taking on no, like I'm not taking nobody beef on. Yeah. If they want to be cool with you. Yeah. I ain't doing it. That's, that's weird. Them. Right. That's it's on them. Weird. If they, if you did, you know, this person dirty and they want to be in your presence, I ain't carrying that damn beef. I don't fuck with you like that. But I ain't disrespectful. I'll be in the same room. We ain't got to kick it. But I'm not disrespectful. Yeah. And I think it's just one of those things like, no, ain't nobody nigga about to talk to me crazy. Girl. The fucking hell. Like, it's one thing for two people just not to get along. But... Like Pam and Gina, I mean Pam. I knew and Martin. you was going. To, I was like, thinking that Pam like and Martin. They mm-hmm. don't real. They get off on cracking jokes on each other. Right. It's okay. never been a time in their, you know, rapport where they don't like each other. You know what I mean? Right. Like when Gina went to LA, he was calling Pam over like she was one of the homies. Right. Yeah. Like it wasn't that they they get off like some people just like to crack jokes with each other and let it go. Yeah. But that disrespectful, <laughs> nasty No pun intended. <laughs> but uh uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Cause I just called it. <laughs> but yeah. I, I said Shekina, you a better bitch than me. Because I might not be able to beat a nigga's ass. But I would have swung on that hoe when that nigga, we all would have been in jail that day when he told me I didn't know the help can get in first class. But okay. you know what? That that's what you when you said you teach them how to treat you. The mm-hmm. fact that she stayed around after he disrespected her yep. the first mm-hmm. time, Shekinah, I'm talking about. That's like, what I'm you talking know, about too. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just trying to clarify for other people listening. Like. You know, the fact that after that, you still continue to work with her. And a lot of these projects, T.I. was behind in some way. Like, you know, I remember um, back when uh, Escape, before they had, when they had first got back together, I remember she kind of saying, like, 
I was one of the main ones that was like facilitating it. Like I was the one pushing it. T.I. was all against them getting back together. He did not want Tiny to work. Everybody mm-hmm. knew that. He didn't want Tiny to work. And she kind of was like, yeah, I was pushing this. I was pushing this. Girl, at some point, you need to just sit the fuck down. I understand you was riding, but that's what I mean about... Sometimes as a woman, you have to learn to not ride harder for people than they fucking ride for you. Mm-hmm. And I, and I've learned that. Like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not going hard in the paint. You know, everybody don't move the same, and that's cool. And that's everybody you. don't have your spirit, you know. And that's and she just has to take that as a lesson. Like you know, don't regret the things you did. You know where your heart was at. You know why you did it, and mm-hmm. it panned out the way it panned out. And Tiny treated you exactly how the fuck it was supposed to. Like you said, how it wound up becoming any fucking way. Y'all don't even fuck with each other no more. You got dragged into bigger shit you paying lawyer fees and shit for some shit ain't got nothing to do with you but an affiliation and they already treat you like shit you get what i'm saying like girl you got to look at the bigger picture it just wasn't worth that little bit of clout but i think for her at the time it was it was it was you know i now i don't as far as that video is concerned on the side note did you understand what made her get into the details about the dynamics with toya and tamar and i didn't catch that but i called at the tail end when she was I think people were just asking her was she still cool with them and she was just saying like um who she has a relationship with how it been ushered in and if she still talked to them that type of thing but I ain't really understand that either I ain't really care yeah I didn't that's what I'm saying I didn't really understand like okay because I'm about to turn it off but then she started getting real emotional I said yeah you gotta stop letting people play with you somebody the first time somebody disrespect me it's a rap I'm not ever being in your presence again mm-hmm. and if that was like a true true friend to me I'm gonna let you know look your nigga disrespectful keep me the fuck from around him because the next time is going to be a problem and if I don't get his ass whipped I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass because you ain't say shit I'll never let anybody disrespect you I'll mm-hmm. never let anybody disrespect my friends at I all. will never let a man at disrespect all. anybody around me <laughs> it's just not gonna happen I'm sorry not for me I, I will never do that nobody will ever even think it's even cool Exactly. Any of my friends be uncomfortable in that way. Like you don't even have to have no real conversation with them, nigga. Like you're not gonna talk crazy. Like that's some crazy ass shit. Yeah. Help, nigga. And the thing is, y'all be acting. This is the shit that what she said too. He said all of this stuff about Black Lives Matter, but look how you treating a black woman. And I agree. Y'all love to talk about how y'all from the hood and y'all from the slums and how you pulled yourself up, but then you treat people like shit. You employ black people, but you treat them like shit. You treat them like the fucking help. Girl, he you was me with that fucking Black Lives Matter shit when all the protesting was going on and he first was so pro and then he was like, oh, yo, we don't do this here in Atlanta. Y'all keep that shit elsewhere. That bitch was so crying that, as, the Gucci store to... That, but that's what I'm cool. saying. Like, it's just... But, you know, those... I don't know who... I don't know. I think bloggers keep him relevant as far as like making him the voice because he is not the voice for me. And if I was living in Atlanta, I'd be like, why the fuck are y'all acting like this nigga is the voice for me? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. fucking T.I. don't speak for me. T.I., he's not even tall enough to speak on my level. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. (laughs) But, um... What's the next time? Because I'm going to get irritated. Yeah, I'm getting Uh, mad. (laughs) I'm getting mad. You see, I'm like, please. Like, get the fuck out of here. 
But um, we last week when we were talking, you kind of touched on this, and I meant to elaborate more when you. But we we were just chatting it up. So if you ain't listened to our our end of the year episode, definitely tune in. There's a lot right. of gems in here. But definitely. Natasha touched on like no longer. Or just the idea of being unbothered is flawed, you know? Yeah. And I agree because it's so weird. Me and you always are on the same wavelength because literally that week, I had just talked to my friend. I was like, and this year, I'm not acting unbothered about nothing. Right. I'm fucking bothered. I feel like that term, I'm unbothered, in a lot of situations, it's cap. Like, if something, and it to me... It gives the person that probably hurt you or the situation that bothered you, it leaves them with no accountability and nobody cares mm-hmm. anymore because you you seemingly went on fine and people want to keep doing this shit. And if it's, it's weird to play like, I am going to be the one that cares the least. It's so weird. I'm actively working hard so that I can care way, way less than you. Yeah. And no, I'm not doing it no more. Everybody gonna know when they got me fucked up this year. <laughs> well, and it's not nothing to be prideful of. Like I, well, it's as weird. far as what you're saying, I, I commend you on that and owning that and saying I'm going to. It's okay to feel an emotion if I feel like you did something to me. You saying that you're unbothered by shit that I've done to you lets me know, especially if you're somebody that was close to me in my circle. Let's me know that I never was the you never fuck with me for real anyway. That's the first thing. And the second thing is you are a toxic person. I don't want people around me to act like they don't feel emotions. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels emotions. You might not fucking show them, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. If you feel like it's a weak trait, that's okay. Everybody's not, you know, want to communicate and talk and you know, cry or send the long texts and all of this shit or you know, go to counseling. That awkward. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's okay. But it's okay too to say. You know what? I do feel some type of way, but I don't have the tools and I don't want to navigate the tools because I see it as being, um, I don't know, some type of degrading thing. And I'm the weaker person. If I'm the one that speaks up and say, I have a problem that mm-hmm. to me makes an I my pride won't let me say, I'm sorry. Or I, or I'm, you know, I feel away. Like, no, you allowed to feel away. People are allowed to feel away with me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have no problem I with that. I'd too. rather you that than you fucking act like, oh, well, fuck it. I don't care. Whatever. Like, I mm-hmm. that's not because I'm not that way. If I fuck with you, I fuck with you. And I mean, this is niggas included. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of niggas. Then I, don't get me wrong. I really didn't give a flying fuck about it. I was about to say and that. that means there are I was a lot toxic. of times I really don't care. <laughs> like, there are times where I really don't care. But I ain't have years invested with these niggas. And, and you know, yeah. that's a different, you know, dynamic. You know what I mean? But if it's some a relative, if it's somebody that I felt like was close in my circle, like, I give a fuck when shit, if you hurt me or if I feel like I hurt you, I care about that because I care mm-hmm. about you. Even if, you know, when things are bad, even if I'm wrong or vice versa care like I'm not going to act like oh well you know of course I'm not going to cry now one thing I will say that I won't do and I don't do I'm not going to cry on social media and talk and put all these quotes up all the fucking time like I might say one little quote and that's the fuck it you're not getting a bunch of quotes from me I'm not going to be reposting a bunch of shit and you know so people can know I'm subliminally talk I ain't into that either like that shit I'm gonna feel how I feel 
Like, let Anything me just feel that it. I feel a way about don't the internet don't know. Yeah, fuck no. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not into it. The internet don't know, including on this podcast. Like, like <laughs> exactly, exactly. And there are people that I'm like, I know I'll have to have a conversation with, but it's not necessarily like a me thing where I feel like I'm going to get upset. I feel like everybody is unaware of how I feel about stuff because of the fact I don't say anything. I just be like, uh, you know what? Uh, fuck it. So when right. I say stuff, it's going to come off weird. Like, oh, well, you didn't, they didn't, you didn't bring it up. And then I didn't think that bothered you, you right. know, and people tend to get defensive because they only feel like you're saying that they're a bad person. And it's not necessarily that. Like, it's just like you did some shit that was weird. It was fucked up. Right. Just don't do this shit again. Well, I, I feel like this, you know, as an adult, we're all adults. If you get defensive when I call out something that you did, it's all mm-hmm. about delivery. You know, as long as it's delivered in a professional way, professional, in a courteous, respectful way, then mm-hmm. if you feel like you have to get defensive, that means you just don't like being held accountable. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, yeah. I, you know, I mean, if you feel like you got to automatically go into, because I've been there where people automatically go into what I did to them. Like, if I say, I oh, you did X, Y, and Z, then, right, then you're into, well, I didn't say nothing. And it's like, okay, so now we're going back and forth. And now we're overshadowing how I feel because you're trying to defend it by telling me what the fuck I did to you. So now we kind of doing tit for tat. And that shit ain't cool because now, it's, yeah. you know what I mean? It, there is no resolution because now we're just going back and forth. It's, and it seems like that's what you want. Because you don't want to say, you know what, I was wrong. Now, it's one thing if you say, oh, okay, well, I didn't know you felt like that. Let's talk about this. And since we're talking, you know, well, let me bring up some things too, you know. I, I'll so we can t- have home, a clean So sleep. we can have a, exactly. And, mm-hmm. that's, and that's just what it is. But I was about to say, I usually, and me and you talk, like, I always say, like, I don't know if I've done something as well. Right. Right. So if I don't know if I've done something, I give people grace to understand. Maybe they don't know what they did. Because right. sometimes I'd be like, I don't know what I did, but if I did something, like, I'd rather they just tell me, like, instead of, you know, being nasty. And one thing about me, I'm not nasty. When I say I'm unbothered about some stuff, I, depending on the person, like, if it's a dude, I'm a, I usually really don't care. But when yeah. I care, I'm going to say something. Yeah. And then after I said something, then a bitch is unbothered. Because I got that right. shit off my chest. Then a bitch is unbothered. And in other situations with, like, family or friends or anything like that, or even work, it's like, you know what? Ain't shit about the... I used to have the mentality, like, ain't no shit... Ain't no point to bring it up because nothing's going to change. Right. So I'm going to just move on. And it's like, no. I'm okay. asserting myself in every situation. And I'm not bringing or rehashing because, like I said, I'm not always right. I'm not a person that thinks I'm always right or I'm really well-rounded enough to see that everything has a perspective. Now, what I don't fuck with is if somebody purposely does things to me because they think I did something to them. Don't yeah. do that with me. I, I so hate don't tell me. So if I say <laughs> that you did something, don't be like, well, you did this to me. Because now, in my head, the way my logic is working, I might be a little off. I might be wrong. But in my head, it sounds like you did that shit to me because I did something to you. And you playing me. You, you doing tip for tag. Mm-hmm. And you now I feel like tag. you... Now, I did some shit unknowingly. Right. You telling me that the shit I did unknowingly warranted you to do something purposefully? We can never be cool. I don't fuck with right. it. 
But what I'm not I doing, think that some people don't know how to deliver it though. Yeah. I don't cuz I have I have a person in my life that's like that and I don't think that they some things I feel like is intentional but some things I think isn't. They're just really defensive. Like and, mm-hmm. and it can just it just comes up like this like it's nothing for them and to like uh, switch it around. <laughs> and yeah, I used to be like that. And what I realized is a trauma response because nobody want like mm. sometimes when you're used to always being in trouble or you're used to being the responsible one, you're quick to defend yourself. Like I didn't do this. I you know whatever. Right. Like it's a trauma response of having to feel or feeling like you are you're always on the ops. Like you, you have to defend yourself because nobody else is going to defend you and nobody else is going to believe you. So you have to assert yourself and make sure that you're the one protecting you. You know what I mean? Right. I understand. Um, Cause I used to do shit like that all the time, like be immediately on a defense because it's really, you know, sometimes you feel like you were in the past defenseless and that because, you didn't speak up then, I got to speak up every time because I, you know, and it's right. like, bitch, you be wrong. <laughs> like, uh, like you, DeAndre, right. you, it is wrong. And <laughs> it is what it is. And mm-hmm. that's why I say, if I have a fallout, like where I'm not talking to somebody, like we actively like don't fuck with each other. I'll say one thing. I always gave an option to keep it a bean before I totally, you know, cut, grab the scissors Right. And I'm saying it like, listen, I don't know what I did. You can tell me. Like, we're not going to fight. Like, just say what the fuck you got to say. Girl. Well, you can't do that then. And then you still kind of want me to put the pieces together. I know you feel away. Right. You know what I mean? I I felt away. So I know you feel away. So to tell me some shit like, oh, you know, I don't know. It really wasn't nothing. It's something, and that something gonna come up again, and then the, the, then then it's gonna be a real problem because it's now it's several somethings. Mm-hmm. Even true. with like dating and someone, you see somebody pull back from you, and instead of approaching them like what's going on, you move on and you feel unbothered. But that fact that somebody pulled back unprovoked with no real explanation that shit gonna follow you because you you're left you're left wondering like damn is it something about me like did i do something do they not fuck with me like did they meet somebody else like are they no longer interested when it can really just be these niggas be depressed (laughs) right but because we didn't say hey what happened like we were just cool what's going on you just move on to the next person and you're thinking like oh okay well I'm unbothered. I don't care. I don't care that I spent months with this guy and, you know, we did this and we mm-hmm. were falling in love, we thought. Like, no, bitch, you feel a motherfucking way because yeah. that's weird. Especially that's weird if you was feeling. invested and then somebody just starts acting different. That's the worst feeling. I think the majority of us, male and female, have been through that, where you really be into somebody and then, you know, it's just it's some it's a shift and then you don't hear from them and you know you're no longer getting those daily texts they might be yeah. every couple of days and or they don't come around as much but and i'm putting in the effort in the same friendships like where you can go months without talking and you like damn something happened in our friendship where we don't really because you know friends now that we're grown like you don't talk to everybody on a weekly basis but I also right. think it's very weird to go months without talking to someone that you value as a 
close friend, like somebody that right. was like in your circle. And not like, cause you know, I have like people that I am friendly with and we're cool that maybe every couple of months, maybe like once or twice a year, we might like chit chat, catch up and it's no issue because they weren't in my circle like that, you know, mm-hmm. they weren't people that I had to see on a daily basis or talk to, or I really, they made a mark enough where I'd be like, damn, I ain't talked to this person in me alone. Right. But if it's somebody that, like, you, just like with a relationship or dating, if it's somebody that was a fixture in your life and then you just go from, like, hey, what's going on? Let me tell you what happened at work today. da 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 And let me tell you about this idea. And then it's, like, radio silence. And then it's just, like, I don't know. You know? Like, you have to, like, it's something weird. And just to try to play it off, like, we're both unbothered. We don't know why we're not talking is weird. You know why, or I know why, or we both know why let's figure it the fuck out. If it's worth salvaging, right. if not, then let it go. Even with like work, like it's, I ain't feeling some shit. I ain't feeling some shit. Yeah. Well, work like, is completely say, different. Child. Yeah. If I ain't <laughs> fucking feeling it, I'm going to speak up for myself because no, don't know. Cause, cause even if I still got to do it, if I spoke up, can't nobody say I ain't, I ain't, I ain't feel a way about it. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. like they can't say that I didn't say that this was a bad idea, that this didn't make sense to me. It wasn't working logistically because when the shit fall apart, at least they can say, well, you know, she ain't, she was, she did her best, but she said right. this wasn't her strength. So, right. That's true. Very speaking true. of I'm bothered. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's the problem. Mm. <laughs> so, um, for y'all, for those that have listened to past episodes, you guys know that me and Natasha's guilty reality show, Pleasure, is Love and Marriage Huntsville. It's on OWN. Yeah. There's three seasons. It's a lot of mess. We talked about yeah. this like early, early on in the episode. Um, so there is one couple, um, Martel and Melody Holt. They're now divorced. During their marriage, her hu- Melody's husband, Martel, had a five-year on-and-off affair with a woman um, and she didn't know until three years into his affair, he mm. promised that he left the girl alone. They kind of tried to salvage their relationship. And then it went on this television show and she later found out, um, that he, you know, once again was sleeping with this girl. He never stopped. Um, mm. he later got the, Right when um, the pandemic hit, she found out that he was cheating once again during the lockdown and she left him where she later found out he impregnated the side chick. Wait, didn't she say that he was like had a broken leg or some shit? Yes, she said and he that scooted. He, he, <laughs> not funny. I'm sorry. she knew that he was never going to stop because. He had a torn Achilles. Yeah, that's what And she said that she was helping him, taking care of him. He could barely do for himself. And she seen him scoot into the bathroom to talk on the phone. (laughs) 
Like that's I'm sorry, I'd have left right then and there. I'd have pushed that bitch out my house. Like, what's Listen, that fucking Tyler Perry movie? I, I hate Tyler say, Perry. I would tell that bitch to come get him. Come you know, get I'm this. I'd have dumped his ass out. I would have stepped on his Achilles. I pushed him right. And I said, right where he like, come get your nigga. I come get stepped, your nigga. I would have put my sharpest heels on and stepped on that shit. <laughs> like, bitch, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, and my the God. Part where, the part where, um, and then because I'm going to get to why we bring this up. But that one part when she was like, when they brought it home to him and he didn't realize how fucked up it sounded when she was, when, um, the host Carlos King said it was a pandemic. We're all scared of this deadly virus. We are, schools are closed. Gyms are closed. Work. Everybody's working from home. Businesses are closing. She's pregnant with your fourth child. And you go out to cheat. Didn't care you was exposing her, your pregnant Pulling wife, her, your child. You raw have, sex. Not only, I was about to say, not only are you having raw sex where you can bring her any disease, mm-hmm. you could have brought her back COVID. COVID when it was deadly. When it was super deadly. When mm. her pregnant, big pregnant self at that time, because she was about to have her baby, could have been giving birth to her child alone because maybe yeah. you would have had COVID or she has COVID. So now you can't be in a room. So now she's sitting there in a room with COVID, giving birth to a child that you impregnated her with and then got another bitch pregnant too. Yeah. Sick. (laughs) So apparently his mistress or baby mama decided to go meet with YouTuber um, Tasha K and have an interview and kind of, she tried to do like a tell-all, but she wasn't really, she wanted to tell her side because she felt like they were lying. But mm-hmm. within the interview, she confirmed everything that Melody had said that happened, happened. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like, did yeah. you watch it? No, I couldn't. I, 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 I couldn't. watched it. I heard mm-hmm. other people. I heard you You told me, and I heard commentary um, from Kemper. You, you follow him? No. On mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it's Kemper. I think it's Kemper or Kate. I think it's Kemper or Kate Empire. I don't know. But he like he has like um interviewed Oprah. Like anyway, he's into this reality show world too. Um, but anyway, I listened to his and it's funny because what you said, I listened to after I talked to you. And everything you said, he fucking said about her too. Everything. So I'll let you recap how that interview went. So the one part, it's a few parts that got me. Mm-hmm. And this is, and I'm going to just say this by saying this year, I don't have no time for narcissists or dumb bitches. And <sighs> this is two. So one part that really just made me be like, men really cheat with stupid women. Like, yeah, the stupidity on this girl. And she keeps trying to go back to how she was when she was 24. I ain't talking about the 24-year-old because I feel like everybody's stupid at 24. But I'm talking about who she is right now at the same age as me at 30 fucking one mm. with two children mm. and says, she says, Melody lied when she said that I kept calling him. And when she answered, um, I said, put Martel on a fucking phone. I never did that. So Tasha's like, okay, well, what happened? I called because I, I was on a date and Martel kept calling. I called him back. Maybe I called once or twice, 
but it was definitely like not long, like a lot of times. Maybe like I called him back to back once or twice. And I said, <laughs> she answered and I was taken aback and I said, put Marteau on the phone. I never said fucking phone. I don't talk like that. Wow. Bitch, semantics. Like, wow. Semantics. Because the fact that you then said something to his wife as a wife, I would sit here and think that, bitch, you called me a bitch. You called me pussy. You called me out to fight. You telling me to put my nigga on the fucking phone with you, bitch, is fucking cursing me the fuck out. You cursing me the fuck out. You trying to fucking fight me. Exactly. Put my my nigga on the phone for you. Are you bold as shit, too? My husband? The the moment you told me to put my husband on the phone, bitch, the minute that you let me, that you even spoke when you known that I answered the fucking phone, bitch, you supposed to hang the fuck up and block the number. Yep, that's what you see. And the thing is, if you, you a side bitch, they kept trying to call you a mistress, bitch, you ain't classy enough to be a fucking mistress. Mistresses, Mm. that bitch would have never even fucking called. She, mm. As soon as their wife answered the fucking phone, bitch, you would have hung up. And she would have said the wrong fucking name on purpose. I would be mm. like, hi, mm. is George dear? Yep. <laughs> I wouldn't even said anything. Oh, Stacy. Like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is this this is Stacy? I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, if I you wanted to be a good side bitch, I mean a good mistress, you would have shut the fuck up and blocked the number and never even called back. And you would have waited. If you were a mistress, you would have waited for him to contact you. But no, you a side bitch. You feel like you you ready for him to pick. You ready for him to fucking choose because to you, you're tired of waiting. He keeps telling you that he's not happy. He never put you in a place. He never sat there and made you understand that he ain't leaving his wife and you're not better than his wife. No, mm-hmm. what he did was make you build your ass up to the point where you thought because you were, you know, doing what you were doing with him that you were just as important. And you wanted her to know about you. You were sick of being a secret. You were sick of, sick of getting parts of him. You wanted him to yourself. And when, mm. and then the other... <laughs> she just was so stupid. I'm going to wait till the you other, finish the whole thing before I jump into this job. Go ahead. The, the, it's two <laughs> more parts that really made me be like, this bitch is stupid. Mm. So the next one was like, oh, um, what did she say? I'm not a sexual being. And Tasha K is like, you're not a sexual being? She's like, no, I'm not like this sexual, wild, crazy girl that people have tried to paint me as. And I want to say this to you. Nobody painted you that way but him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when X, why he cheated on his wife, he said because she didn't suck dick. Yep. That's exactly what Leaving he room to believe that bitch you slobbing on that knob so much that he is leaving in the middle of a fucking pandemic to lay up with you. Yeah. That you're doing it so motherfucking well that he's risking it all. Yeah. That was his fucking part. <laughs> he's he risking it all. He's he betting it all on area. He did. Area. He doing it all for head because that's what he said. He never said that. And to me, she keep the change, by the way. Yeah, she, she said that. She keep the change shit. to... And it ain't nothing wrong with it, but they ain't trying to be doing all of that. But she keep the change too, is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. He made you feel, you feel a way about that because that's the, the, how he painted you. He never had to say that. If he gave a fuck about you, he could just literally say like, you know what? I was selfish. I was caught up. I, I didn't have real intentions when it started, but I fell in love with this girl and I felt I was in love with two women. Many men have said stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because that would show that he has some type of respect for you. He has no respect for you. 
The mm. fact that you feel away because he called you a fucking peasant on the show, but then you he called you a peasant before you got pregnant. Yep. Yep. He sure got does. on that show and said to berate his wife and try to while he was trying to make his wife feel away because she wanted a divorce. He was yep. in he was mad that she wanted a divorce. He was mad that she was ending it. And he was mad that she put it out there that they weren't perfect. Yeah. He was mad at that. He never had the intentions to leave. He then put you on blast for sucking his dick to the bone. Not <laughs> <laughs> to the fucking ball. To me, she gets as low. Like, she can go all the way down to the balls. And she was licking. <laughs> like, she can lick the balls at the same time as she's doing it. Like, she mm-hmm. she do. She get... Go ahead, because I can't. Yeah, no, I, go you ahead. know, I to, no, no, no. I want you to finish every point before, because I didn't watch the interview. I, I have other things. She just and what was the other part? It was a lot of parts. It was a lot of moving parts. She kept trying to put emphasis on the fact that she went to nursing school. So Tasha K is like, oh, okay, so you're a nurse now? No, I quit because people knew who I was at work. I, I didn't finish nursing school because people, and it became embarrassing. He How the fuck it. they know who it was? How they Don't know who you were? Be, didn't nobody know who you were. You How the fuck finish. would they know? Here's the thing, though. You didn't want to finish. And then she says something like, oh, Martel did take really good care of me. He made sure. And here's the, and you don't understand what's Melody's beef. For y'all that don't watch the show, Melody and Martel own a very profitable business in real estate. Like they help, um, they have real estate investments and they do like credit, I think it was. Like they do just a lot of stuff. They do like building um, developments and things like that. Mm-hmm. They were very wealthy. They worked well They had together. like commercial contracts and stuff, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Things like that. So if he was giving her money, that is his wife's money as well. Mm-hmm. So you you understand, like you are saying this man secure you with the money in which he made with his wife. He did not have a job. He um. was taken out of him and his wife's business. And now you looking stupid because you thought you pulled you one. Come to find out she's the brains behind the fucking business. Mm-hmm. That's your real beef. <laughs> You're really mad because this prize that you thought you had, it ain't looking too shiny right now. Mm. This, the bitches mm. is dumb. So Tasha K. And I commend Tasha K on this one part because she kept a straight face where I would not have been able to. It's two parts she kept a straight face that I would not have been able to do that. And mind you, we have given her bars for the shit that she got going on with Cardi B. But this yeah. part right here, I said she a better bitch than me because I, I would have ended the interview right there. She says, so as a wife or a woman, did you grow up as a child? Did you grow up seeing like what marriages look like? Because I feel like if you would have seen it, you would not have been okay. You know, with dating a married man. I grew up in a two parent home. So she was like, Oh, so your parents are still together. No, she was, so she was like, <laughs> Oh, so when you were growing up, they were still together. No, she was like, well, help me understand. No, I grew up in a two parent home and she kept moving her hands back and forth. Like she was dribbling basketballs. And so Tasha K is like, <laughs> help me understand. She like, two-parent home. My mom here, dad here. She said, so your parents co-parented. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me get myself together. I didn't get, yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see a, a um couple in a household like that. So <laughs> I said, right then at that point, I said, Martel knew your ass was dumb. Martel's not that motherfucking bright. <laughs> 
ain't that bright. You see on the show, he is not that bright. He's mm-hmm. not that smart. <laughs> Bitch, you made him fucking feel like Einstein. Mm-hmm. Way more. Mm-hmm. And they, when you are with a powerful woman, that shit is way more powerful than any dick sucking you could have done. You made mm-hmm. the nigga feel smart. <laughs> <laughs> you made him feel smart. And then she got shook when Tasha K um, played and was acting like she was about to call Melody. That girl got shook. Mm, that's shook. what I heard. And then, then tried to like say something like, oh, me and her will always have a problem because she showed up to my house trying to fight me with like her friends. She should have whipped your motherfucking ass. That's all she did, cause she should have got you all fired. She, she should have came to up. your job if you was working. She should have showed up at your daughter's fucking school, bitch. I would have showed up at your daughter's fucking school, and I don't life. even involve kids and shit. I would show up at your daughter's fucking school and try to drag you the fuck there, cause you gotta pick her the fuck up. It would be on and popping, and I would go out my way to fucking see this bitch because you bold this shit. Cause I'm fucking married. I'm fucking married. And you're doing too fucking mm-hmm. much. You bold as shit. I'm sorry. Go, let me let you finish. No, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty Whew. much done. So, okay. Because, all right. Let me, let, me, let me preface by saying this. I've been very open about the fact that I have, I'm not perfect. Yes, I have, you know, had my little fair share. Yeltsin's husband. I have done it. Not proud of it. Been there, did that. However, I knew my fucking lane. Like you said, not saying it is better, but a bitch never went out her way to fucking... First of all, I mm-hmm. knew not to text after a certain fucking time. No, And a nigga didn't have to tell me shit. I didn't fucking mm-hmm. reach out to you unless it was the daytime hours. It's certain shit that you fucking know is your rule. You just fucking know it. I'm not fucking you raw. Period. Point fucking blank. Because I don't know who else your wife is That's fucking. the part I forgot to mention really quickly. She admitted to other than the time then then her having a child like the baby she just had with him she was pregnant this is information she provided unprovoked she was pregnant two other times and she never had sex with anybody else but him during the whole time but go ahead <laughs> but he he publicly said that he needed a dna test right but this is my thing with you so like i said i unprotected sex was a big fucking no-no. Bitch, you don't give a fuck about yourself because you know he fucking his wife. Mm -hmm. You got to know that. Even if you want to believe in your head that he ain't fucking her, Mm -hmm. he is fucking her. Okay? You have to believe, especially when that bitch turned up fucking pregnant. You got pregnant right the fuck after. So you just a nasty-ass bitch. You fucking behind me. You're fucking behind me, and he's dirty as shit because you fucking her, and you don't know who else that bitch was fucking on the side, and you bring it, and you fucking Mm -hmm. with me too, Martel. You got to... We got... Listen... Okay, let me go down the list. So, okay, where I want to start. I didn't watch the interview because I see this bitch on IG Live a lot. Yeah, she Not didn't from say IG, but much. on YouTube. Yeah, she, from what I was, what you said and what he was saying, Car, um, Carlos Kemper was saying, it seems like she kind of was saying the same shit she say on IG Live. She always, to me, it's very odd. When she came out on IG Live the first time, she's in here in the video saying, oh, yeah, oh, thank you. And people are saying, oh, you pretty. You can- oh, thank you. Yeah, but y'all mm. thought I was a mess. Portray me like this. And she has such a beef with fucking Melanie. Bitch, you're the fucking side bitch. How the fuck are you the side bitch and you mad at the fucking main? I don't get that. And I told y'all I've been down this road before with a bitch having a problem with me and she was fucking my nigga. That is weird as shit to me. Mm-hmm. Why are you so upset with Melody? I don't give a fuck if Melody was cheating on Martel for fucking 15 years or the whole time they was fucking married. What the fuck that got to do with you? Why are you so angry at this fucking girl? Because she's upset with you for fucking her husband and her kid's father. Why are you so mad at her for being the fuck mad at you? What kind of dumb shit is that? The other part is, 
the sucking dick thing. Bitch, you're probably, I know you stayed on your knees because I know that fucking nut ass nigga was telling you the shit fucking um, Melody wasn't fucking doing. And yeah. that's why of doing what the fuck you was doing that was your role every fucking thing that he fed your ass you see he had a couple dollars in his pocket he was giving you a couple dollars and i don't believe he was giving you a whole fucking lot because from what uh the video i heard the guy uh, that i keep saying he said that she didn't specify she didn't want to specify what in what ways he her money she didn't get real specific she said she didn't want to say bitch i don't think that he was giving you a whole he might have bought you that car that they fucking said that he fucking bought on the show i believe if he fucking did that, but he gave mm-hmm. you little yin yang fucking money, bitch. You wasn't fucking living like Melody, and you're still not fucking living like yeah. Melody. That's why the fuck your ass is yeah. talking to fucking Tasha K right now. But oh, my other thing. Oh, Martel, you want to act like oh yeah, she went to this prestigious school. Melody, she went to the same school as you, and that bitch is dumb as shit. That goes to show you that fucking education can't buy you fucking class or fucking intelligence, bitch. Her. And she didn't go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so fucking. I'm so mad. I'm so fucking mad because I don't like. You know what bothers me with this bitch for real? She the type of bitch that make me want to fight her. I don't even know fucking Melody. It would make me want to fucking fight her because at the end of the day, you bold as shit. I don't like bold ass bitches that's dead ass wrong. Because to me, you sit there and you smile. Oh yeah, cause no, let me not spill the tea on everybody else's husband. Oh, and then that's the other thing. I remember on the IG live, she was talking all this shit about um when they all when she said the other husbands that were there that claimed they weren't there had took all they side bitches away to some place or whatever. They went to Atlanta. They didn't even go nowhere fucking major. You didn't even go out the country. Oh, and when I seen them, how bad body these bitches was and how mess these other girls was, and you was like, oh, I could. I asked Martel, oh, can I see Tisha or whatever? She said something like that on IG Live. Like, oh, I, I said, well, let me see um, uh, Marceau's wife or whatever because this is who he messing with. Like, this girl's a mess. Why the fuck does it matter? Why does any of this... Y'all all side bitches. You're still on the fucking side. And you will never be a fucking it, man. You could have looked like shit. It didn't, but, but that's what my point is. Dick real good. And doing that's what my point is, DeAndre. We all know that. That's what my point right is. There. You proud as shit because this nigga fuck likes fucking you raw, and then he keeps coming back to you. It makes you feel proud. Mind you, what I'm I didn't hear, and I don't know. Maybe you can clarify this. Did Tasha bring up the other bitches he was fucking on the side that Melody always talks about? She did say she did. She was like, well, she she didn't say that. She was just like, well, he had a wife, and apparently seeing other people. Why were you just seeing him? Mm. Like what she like, said. She was like, well, you know, I've never been loose. And this was like an isolated incident, like that type of thing. Like, she just didn't. She, I feel like Tasha has a good way of making stupid people feel comfortable. Yeah, and she should. And she's going to talk shit about them later. Yeah, and then, <laughs> well, do it well in the interview without being too abrasive. And then she played the shit out of her a few times. She played the shit out of her in her face. And she should have. The shit kept going over the girl's head because she's not that bright. And we'll say about, about Tasha because I don't fucking like the bitch, but she do care about the sanctity of marriage because that bitch is married. And she always talks. Anytime something comes up about marriage and side bitches and shit, she is biased. She, well, you no, know, because she then was like, "Well, you're winning because of this and that." She was trying. That's to bullshit. Get she up. she must have. Yeah, that know, was when she was trying to guess her. Up I, or Melody must have did something to piss her off because Tasha's very vindictive. Well, no, that bitch don't really feel like that. Melody. Um, I think she just was like trying to see the. I think when you can tell that this bitch hates somebody, this mm-hmm. bitch hates Melody. Yes, she does. He hates everything about Melody. 
I'm going to make you think that I don't fuck with the bitch either. Because even when she was like, oh, well, Melody was nervous to interview with me and da 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 You did that so that this bitch can be like, oh, I ain't scared. I'm going to say what I got to say because I'm a better bitch than her. And, that, and you played into her game and you revealed shit that you didn't even have to reveal. But she asked you, was you pregnant a time before you had your current, you know, the son that she has now? She said, yes, I had a miscarriage. Tasha was about to go on to the next question. And then one other time, I had an abortion. Why the hell did you... She said that she had an abortion, and then that's why what made her keep this, her son, was because she had just had an abortion. So he, you let him get you pregnant in a short amount of time. Because she's a nasty-ass bitch. While he got pregnant... No, he got his wife pregnant twice as well. You are nasty ass bitch. You're nasty. You you, you don't give a fuck. Are fucking disgusting. You don't give and a fuck. He was mad that she had an abortion. And you really believe in your heart of hearts. You really felt like that man his once it once his once he was done with you that he was going to fucking marry you and be with you. It don't even seem like he's fucking interested in you. But see, that's the other part that side bitches always forgetting. We always talk about this. You were supposed to be away from that. I was supposed to be getting mm-hmm. away from the responsibilities. You are the fun bitch. I know you're the one that I play and talk shit to. Maybe get drunk and high with. I change go my eat. vernacular. You change I your vernacular, you know. And with him and her, it's very clear, like you said, that she's an idiot. So he loves, like you know, dealing with Melody. He does have a little bit more. He had to learn how to keep up, you know, at least some type of intellect, some type of conversation. Fucking Arian, Arian, whatever the fuck her name is, that bitch can barely hold the conversation. She sounds stupid as shit. Mm-hmm. She sounds stupid as shit. Not even listen. To it, but what y'all said sounds dumb as shit. She sounds dumb as shit on IG Live. So it's like, oh, you're just a stupid, dumb girl. And he knew exactly mm-hmm. what that you you played your role in that way, but he will never see you as a wife because that's not what the fuck you are. He's not even interested in that. And I don't care about, I guess she allegedly was saying that they were trying to uh get her on the show, but Melody no, was saying that she, she thinks, wasn't doing yeah. She claims Martel, mind you, anything that she knows is based off information that she claims he told her. And the fact that she keep running with it is, is that's where I wanted to bring this up. Anybody that is, if you're dealing with someone right now and listen to this and you're dealing with someone that has someone else, stop going off their word. Please. Cause they, cause they're not telling you the truth. They're, they might be way more blunt with you than they are with their wife, but they're not telling you the truth. And you only know from their perspective because they, because as a woman, you want them to make this shit make sense. And the right. shit don't make sense. And even if they were honest with you, it's not going to be what you want to hear. And right. because you are willing to fuck another woman's husband, yeah. they already know that it's some type of moral clause going on with you where you probably really don't give a fuck. So I'm going to just, and now that you asked me about her, I'm going to make you, you know, feel like you're the fucking prize. You're not the prize. They're at, selfish. At all. They're selfish. I'm not being like offensive you said, when I say this or anything like that. It's just that you going off his word as if it is fact. When you are, when you've witnessed him be a liar, it's beyond me. Anybody right. that can live a double life like that is a full-blown liar. They no, she's she's a, 
on IG Live, she says that. Oh, that's why you was on IG Live. You, it really bothered you that he called you a peasant. It bothered you so bad. Oh, well, you've been fucking me for years. All the little dumb young bitch shit, right? So is and he it's a like, peasant? Is he lying when he says you're a peasant, right? But he's telling. But he's the not. Truth. He's telling the truth about his wife, though. Because you know or, that's because it works to just he say things in your favor, yeah. Exactly, that's what I'm like, saying. Like weird. just dumb bitch shit, and like you said earlier about the mistress. Because I seen people, there was a thing, a commentary thing. Uh, what's the difference between being a mistress or the side bitch? Is it one and the same? To me, like you said, it is a fucking difference because the mistress did have some sort of class, even if you want to say you know ethically the whole situation is fucked up. You're all wrong. It's all <laughs> fucked up. But a mistress at least knew her fucking place when grand daddy back in the day for the most part you didn't find out about his other family till he was dead and normally that bitch stayed in the background she probably didn't even cut you she might have showed up at the funeral but she sat in the fucking back i'm gonna tell y'all <laughs> oh, do we have time for me to tell that it's an hour we an hour and 14 minutes in girl i'm <laughs> yo i'm gonna run this a fucking off. story i'm gonna run this story back about some shit i know that that happened when i was a kid that i learned there was a bitch that didn't know her motherfucking place Girl, when I tell is that the one you told me? Yup. (laughs) When I tell, maybe (laughs) next week we'll we'll talk about some bold. Maybe next week our theme will be some bold ass bitches. Yeah, I got some. I will never forget, and we don't have the type of time to go into that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I couldn't so, be no baby. She's trash. Yeah, Arian, she's trash. And, and don't do that. Congratulations! Do now that. you're a baby mom again. Second, second baby mom. But at the core, I want people to take away your beef. If you are sleeping with a married man or a married woman, your beef is not with their significant other. It's so and weird. They, to and me. if that person hates your fucking guts, they have every fucking right to. Yep. Because you pulled the fucking rug from underneath them. Yeah. You took away their um sense of security, the life that they they had planned. You added insecurities that they never had. You gave right. them abandonment issues that they never had, trust that they never had. So, yeah, all that shit like, oh, the beef is with the man, not the woman. No, bitch, I'm beefing with you. Yep. Especially a bored-ass bitch that would do some shit like this for five motherfucking years and have a nerd to have a fucking attitude at me because right. I'm profiting on my fucking pain. Bitch, yep. you don't get the profit on my motherfucking pain. And that's why you took your stupid ass and gave Tasha K a million fucking views instead of reiterating the same bullshit on your fucking YouTube Yep. And where you could have got a fucking check. Now, bitch, everybody got money off your stupid ass. Now yep. we're all fucking profiting. Y'all go sh- share this fucking uh, episode to everybody so we can get a fucking bag <laughs> off this dumbass bitch too. I, I love it. See, I thought I was, I'm not the only one that hates her. Well, I shouldn't say hate, but I, I strongly hate, dislike. I just can't stand strongly dislike. It's, the, it's just the boldness. I just don't like the, I don't, I never seen somebody so proud, so unapologetically side and not like on some groupie, you know, that's a different dynamic, you know, the groupies or whatever, mm-hmm. that kind of spill tea. Cause like you, to me, you was in this shit for years and it's like, you are so angry at this girl and you keep acting like it's like, you bring her up all the time. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, she keeps talking about me and it's like, girl, oh yeah, if she was doing her thing. She don't want me to spill her tea. How do, what are you going to spill? I, even if she did, even if, let's say that she fucking said that fucking Melanie was, um, I don't know, she fucked three niggas behind Martel's back. Do you mm. think if that shit came out right now that the public is going to look at Melody and say, oh, well, she deserved that. No, they're going to say, oh, Martel was first, right? 
He been doing him, and he Good was your you. one. Right, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, she was trying to bring up her cheating with a lawyer, and Tasha K was like, okay, well, she went on, got her some head from a lawyer. Okay, what else? whoop de do. Okay, I mean, you should be upset that your baby father's on national TV, so bothered by it. Why was he taking pictures in the restaurant when she was out on a date? You should Tasha be bothered K by that. bring it up as well. Oh, did she? What did she mm-hmm. have to say about she, that? She didn't really say nothing. She didn't really have anything to say. Yeah. She didn't have really much to say that I felt like, and that's why I said, you are a dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> for giving that's a this interview a, a, when you really had nothing to spill. You had nothing mm-hmm. to say. When you could have went on your own, you told people to fucking follow your YouTube. You asked for 10,000 followers. 10,000 followers, you get monetized on YouTube, I believe. You could have did the same video, <laughs> got those it. same views, and you would mm-hmm. have gotten your own fucking bag. Now, once right. again, people are making money off the, your dumbass. And then a the bitch says she got beef with Oprah. Anyway, child. Stupid. I'm sure she's. I'm sure. <laughs> fuck. I mean, Oprah, like, I got beef. When she's with Nicki Minaj, say, I got beef with being broke, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, the fuck? Uh, oh, you want to go with the let sense. it go, sis letter? Um, yeah, we can do that. All right. So let me go to it. So we did receive this week a let it go sis letter. So I'm just going to read to you guys um, what it says. And then me and DeAndre are going to just, you know, chime in or whatever. So it says, so last week's episode really hit home for me. I loved how you two were talking about friendships, especially. I had a recent conversation with a college friend who had transferred after our freshman year. So we were catching up and he was asking about some mutuals we both knew. I began to tell him how they all did me dirty and how horrible they were to me and basically how I cut them off. After like three to four stories, he then asked, did I think I was the problem in any in any of those situations? I got mad defensive and was like, huh, how? No, they did me wrong, so there was no making up after that. So when y'all mentioned Insecure, it made me revisit the previous seasons, and I realized, oh my God, I was on some Molly shit. I lacked boundaries and allowed shit to fester, and what shit hit the fan, I was no longer invested in fixing or at least talking about the issues. I was going to ask for some advice, but I really just wanted to share how this episode was confirmation for me to be more self-aware on how I can be a better friend to not only to others, but also myself. Oh, I like that. Me too. I was gonna say I love how that ended. That was like really that. that I, we appreciate that. Yes, thank you. That's what this is all listening. about. <laughs> hopefully, you know, with all of our banter and all our our experiences, people, you know, right, find themselves growing and glowing. That was the purpose of the show. So we really appreciate that. And it's a basically kind of what we talked about, about being unbothered and, mm-hmm. you know, people doing stuff to us or whatever and just kind of dismissing it and moving on. And like, not giving them the chance to be yeah. accountable. Right, exactly. You know? so. Even in a past issue episode, we talked about being a good friend to yourself. My um, little cousin brought that up to me this week, and she basically... She listened to our episode, Great Privilege, and she was like, oh, y'all are preaching on this episode, especially when y'all were talking about being a good friend to yourself. So shout out to my little cousin for that. And shout out to everyone that is going back and listening to old episodes and finding gems in it. Because when y'all send us stuff, it gives us a reminder as well. Exactly. I agree a thousand percent. So So, this week's glow up topic it's fitting for the time of the year that we're in. 
But we're going to talk about just briefly consistency. Right. And how that looks for us. So um, for me, I have trouble with being consistent because I lack discipline. And I know that from reading and doing different things, I understand this self-discipline is the biggest form of self-love. And then once I can discipline myself on things, and stick to it and create these boundaries for myself and not to violate my own boundaries, I think that it will help me in the long run. I can be consistent for like months. Right. But I will have one day of a fuck up and I'll keep fucking up. Yeah. And I'll be consistently <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> it's like a slide, like an avalanche. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so this yeah. year, I want to, that's it's something I really want to do. Whatever it is, like, like I said on the last week episode, like us doing a podcast every week, that was, you know, us being diligently consistent with it. There right. weren't any questions about whether or not we would do it unless something really happened. And then we will be right back at it, right back ready to do it. And if I applied that mentality we had as far as the show into other things and be like, look, there's no excuses. Just do the shit. Just exactly. fucking right. do it. Like, it's not that bad. You're being lazy. What else are you doing? Nothing. Right. Exactly. No, I agree a thousand percent. Like consistency, you know what it is, like you said. Um, it's you know, not lacking self-discipline overall. And I also feel mm-hmm. like a small part of ourselves, you know, um, we talked about this before we're being not necessarily comfortable where you are, but it's familiar. So it's like, okay, well, worst case scenario, me doing this thing that, you know, let's say is eating after a certain time when I said mm-hmm. that I'm not going to eat, you know, after a certain time or, you know, I'm not, um, organizing, I'm not cleaning my house the way that I said I was going to do and make sure that this doesn't become like, i become overwhelmed with a bunch of papers everywhere or I don't know, maybe a hoarder, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's, you kind of, it's kind of that first step of saying, Hmm, I really don't feel like this shit today mm-hmm. and talking yourself out of it. Like, all right, it's like I've been down that road before. So mm-hmm. even if I don't do it today, then tomorrow and then tomorrow becomes next week and then next week becomes months yeah. from now. And then uh, so you're you're absolutely right. But I feel like with consistency is taking things in, in very small doses and, you know, really taking pride and commending yourself when you do, you know, it, it might not be, you might've had some, let's say, you know, you want a certain diet and you trying to go vegan, but you messed up and did a little extra. You had some shrimp or something, you know? Okay. But at tomorrow. least for the most part, right. Exactly. But for, I, for this amount of days though, I was consistent. So let me see if maybe next week I can do maybe a few more days than that. Just every, you know, take everything in increments and mm-hmm. not be so hard on yourself in a collective. And then, cause a lot of times what we do when we fall, off let's say it is for a day or two then it's like oh fuck it i messed up i'm just gonna start over next month or i'ma just you know yeah. what i'ma just do it this I time do i'll do, I do it. it all the time <laughs> remember i was like no, oh when i miss monday i was like i missed the first of the month i'm gonna just start again the next week of the month. <laughs> but i could literally just start it the day the next day like it's right. just like like we just gotta just try <laughs> Put yeah. some effort into some shit, you know what I mean? And that was, 
that's my goal. I have no advice for you guys. I am working <laughs> on it. I just feel like whatever it looks like for you, like whatever it is that you want to do, try to work at it as consistently. There are things that I'm very consistent with and I have no problems doing that, especially when I'm determined, like super determined to achieve something. Right. I'm very consistent. I won't fuck up. I won't stop. But in others, I don't know why I get so lackadaisical. Yeah. And it's also because I always feel like I'm missing out. I'm still like that nosy kid I always been. Like, if it comes to like, oh, this party, or da 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 da. I can go to a party and not eat the fucking rotel dip and the buffalo chicken dip and uh, but you want to try that yeah, shit. Bitch, I want to taste this all that shit because everybody eating it. Everybody tearing that shit up. I don't want to be the eye bitch out that I ate before I came. I want a piece of the motherfucking shrimp. Right. <laughs> like I'm still that nosy ass kid that feels like I'm missing something. <laughs> well, it's unfortunate because I feel like a lot of times when you do say, you know, I'm really going to be strict, people have events and it's like they oh, always be trying to they be trying. <laughs> and there ain't no fucking salad there. Ain't no garden salad. And you be like, "Oh man, I can't do, like if I eat, I'm a like it, whatever I eat is going to be off my diet." So, I, again, be- that's fine. In my opinion, that's fine. As long as you're making it up in like, okay, like I know for myself, I've been um, doing better recently with trying to watch how I eat because I had gained a few pounds, y'all. So now it's like, okay, if I do have, let's say, some fried chicken, like a couple pieces of fried chicken one night, I'm going to make sure the next day, for the rest of that day, I'm going to try to eat clean. I, I will go out of my way to try to eat clean. And then the next day, I'm definitely, like, going out of my way to eat clean. Like, okay, well, let me, you know, I'm not going to have any fried foods, and I'm going to try to maybe, like, minimize the amount of carbs I have. I'm still going to eat a carb if I want it, but I'm not going to have, like, a cheesesteak or some shit like that. It might be, okay, well, I had a little side of white rice with my meal. Um, but a little side, not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not filling my fucking plate up. You know what I mean? And I can say, yeah, well, just I ate balance. Finding right. balance within, I, I just want to consistently find balance. Maybe that's it. Like, right. I don't want to strict or restrict myself from anything. I just want to be active in doing these things. Like I, like I said in the beginning of the show, I actively want to work on me. I want to actively consistency consistently do those things that are all parts of for, uh, forms of self-care per day. I right. want to try. Like, right. even if I don't make it to the gym, like, maybe I took the steps. Maybe I took an elevator. Yep. But maybe it's my off day. Maybe I ate better today because I didn't work out. Like, different things like that. Or right. as far as, like, doing um, things outside of the show, like, um, doing things that Maybe like getting a cert, you know, a cert in something or taking a class on something or writing or reading, like things that will help me grow. I just want to consistently do it, you right. know, maybe consistently mm-hmm. like keep, you know, my place in tech and not let in, you know, because I don't know if I told y'all when I get dressed to be cute, 
I tear shit up around this motherfucker. We all do. The whole house is crazy. So I mean, like, the whole house. I want to consistently girl. not do that. Right, right. <laughs> However uh-huh. that looks. Like, hair shit everywhere. Hair, makeup shit makeup, everywhere. Different outfits you done fucking played around with. Do I want to wear these mm-hmm. shoes with this or that? Girl, we know. Uh, everything I'm listening goes, we all do that shit, y'all. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> I want to make sure that I don't just take all that shit that's on my bed and throw it on a chair and say I'm gonna get to it tomorrow no I'm going to put everything back where I fucking had it before I walk out that could mm-hmm. be something that I definitely want to work on it doesn't mean that I have to be good at it or I just have to consist be consistent with it enough right. make it a part of my routine you know even you know like with doing my skincare routines or dental routines like sometimes you do be like i don't feel like fucking flossing tonight no bitch tonight right. i'm fucking flossing i'm brushing my teeth right. flossing mouthwash all of that shit i'm not going to sleep i don't care exactly. if i did it earlier i'm gonna do it again i'm gonna keep doing it i'm gonna do my face routine i'm not gonna get lazy i'm not gonna sleep in makeup i'm not gonna do anything like that i'm gonna just like however that looks for you I'm going to clean right. my kitchen every night. I'm not going to let the dishes sit overnight. I'm going to... I know, struggle with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, like, do whatever. Right. Like, if I, if you, you know, like, Natasha has other ventures, do something every day that can help you do that. Um, right. You know, whatever it is, being a better friend, consistently right. checking on your friends. Like the listener said, I want to be a better friend. Taking that... Here's the thing. Nobody and nobody not has an abundance of free time. So like right. saying something like, oh, I want to be a better friend to not only myself, but to others. One way is showing up for yourself. Showing yeah, up for yourself. Actively, actively for yourself and actively for your friends. Saying, hey, right. how's everything going? Even if they don't really have much to say. Checking again. Hey, what's going on? Hey, yeah. you know, Oh, do you need to talk? I got about 20 minutes. We can talk really quickly. Right. And because maybe you don't, you can't be on the phone for two hours. So you just say, hey, I got like 20, 30 minutes. And then mm-hmm. saying, you know what? All right. I'm, you know, I hope that, hope this conversation helped. I actually have something I have to do. Um, right. I'm going to check in on you later though. Let me know right. if anything changes. There's nothing wrong with these things. You just have to consistently. So that's making it clear boundaries and mm-hmm. you know you setting the tone so it, like you, you said and at least you cannot feel bad about you know uh reaching out or having the conversation but it's not eating up your day where you feel Even like going to the know. gym mm-hmm. that's your time i don't tap look and that, don't, and that can look like 20 minutes. It don't have to exactly. be an hour. It don't have to be three hours. You know what I mean? Like, like baby steps for real, mm-hmm. for real. That shit can look like how you want it to look. Like as long as you're you there. do something on uh, Tuesdays. Tuesday, you do leg day. I can't skip leg day. Right. I got to go here. <laughs> exactly. I, I can, I, I'm free on Saturday though. Exactly. I, I agree. Because you're showing no up for you. you At the end of the day, you. you're showing up for you. Everything, like you said, you know, about the little increments of, you know, mental health and behavioral and having, um, what did you say the woman had, like, bubbles of yeah, things? Yeah, it was, like, mental, um, physical, emotionally, spiritual, um, enjoyment, financial. It was just so many things that if you do these things actively throughout your day, it brings like your most, it, it brings full circle self-care, self-love, that type of thing. 
I believe that. Like I said, it all, mind you, doing all of those things require discipline. Doing those Mm -hmm. things daily requires consistency. Yeah, I agree. You see how everything worked together, you know? Yep, it all it all ties in together. It all ties in <laughs> for your better, you know, your betterment, you know? Exactly. So I hopefully agree. we can all try it. Just pick, you don't have to be consistent in everything, too. Pick one right. or two things that you definitely want to do. Exactly. For this, and when you, if you, if you have a goal for it, or if you want to add something else, do it. But don't. Even if your consistency is to not be as consistent with everything, like even if you're like, at least you're consistently inconsistent. Yeah, like you know how like those people that always feel like they gotta be doing something, or they feel unproductive, and they like they just do shit just to be fucking doing it because they can't relax. Right. Maybe that might be something for you to cool out. Like you consistently right. tell yourself, I don't have to do everything in one day. Rome wasn't built in a day. Exactly. Like we're not I saying agree. occupy all your time all day, but throughout your day, try to hit some of these marks. Like emotionally, like, you know what? Say if somebody get nasty with you at work, you know what? I'm going to take some time back. I'm not going to exert this type of energy. I'm going to send a very professional email and let them know where they got me fucked up. And then I'm right. done with it. Right. That's something that took two minutes out your damn day. Yeah. You ain't let that shit fester because you know you told that bitch in a very professional way that she had you fucked up and she needs to come correct the next time she send your ass another email. No, I, I agree. <laughs> and But you know what, too? The main thing I want to say, and I'll leave it at that because I know, you know, but... um. I, f- I want you to also be mindful if those goals that you're trying to obtain, because a lot of times people are consistent when because those goals are not your fucking goals. It are thing is things that society puts on you that you think that you have to hold yourself to this certain caliber. You yeah. have to be this certain way. You have to, you know, get this certain type of material thing. You It can be a house. It can be a car. It can be a certain amount of money that you make in a year. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. We all need to survive in life. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't have to be. Don't be hard on yourself. If what makes you happy, the happiest is going and sitting in a park and reading mm-hmm. a fucking book, then go in a mm-hmm. park and read a fucking book consistently. And you don't have to and, and block everything else out. Life is going to happen regardless. You don't want to die today or tomorrow and say, damn, you know, I was so busy busting my ass going to the gym and I hated going to the fucking gym. Maybe yep. I could have just walked, walked around, you know, walked to the corner store. That was my little thing. And when I go to the mall... I've just parked my car a little further away than most people because I don't want to work out no other way, but at least that's a workout for me. I don't get on the escalator. I might take the steps. I take my time, but I do that. All those little things add the fuck up. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Like I have a relative that, um, has a significant other. I loosely say that that is diabetic and he just lost more limbs. Like two mm. more toes. He already had lost uh, two toes, and now he just lost two more. Mm. And this relative is saying to me, "Oh, well, you know, but he, you know, he. I keep telling him he's eating cheesesteaks and and burgers, and he eats bad, and you know, he drinks sodas." And I said to her, "This is what makes him the fuck happy. Then shut the fuck up." 
I didn't use those words for her because I respect it. But that's basically what I was letting her know. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, if he don't give a fuck about himself and that's what makes him happy, he knows that, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's obvious that he has to see that this is affecting him and he won't be here for much longer if he continues. And he still continues. If that's how he chooses to go the fuck out this world, then that's what he chooses. You can't want mm-hmm. more for somebody than they want for themselves. That's, that's what say. makes him happy. Yeah, and I'm not even trying to, but it's just a, but to me, that's what makes him happy. At least he's going out the way he wants to. He don't want to eat right. He don't want to do those things that other people mm-hmm. do to prolong their life. Obviously, he doesn't care about prolonging his fucking life. And at that's this just point, what it do is. things that make you happy. Period. Worry the fuck about you. That's all you when, can do. When I say, when I was on the phone with you, I was like, if you don't give a damn, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, but that's serious, though. Like, you know, people be too much, you know, harping on different shit. Everybody's happy is whatever. Some people are their happiest when they're on the phone all day. I know people that love talking on the phone all fucking day long. Mm-hmm. It's not fun for me. If that's what works for you and that's how you unwind, then do the damn thing. Have mm-hmm. a great time. But you, if you know that it's harping you for other things that you, you genuinely want to do in your life, then maybe you need to find a way to incorporate that and being able to text or type or something, doing some whatever else while you're talking on the phone learn to multitask maybe you mm-hmm. consistently learn how to fucking do that you know what i mean it's, it's just ways exactly. around everything so yeah but um i definitely you know hope that this helps some people because <laughs> we crazy you know. as shit we be snapping <laughs> and just be talking normal calm down. <laughs> calm down oh you know so back to the regular conversation like, yeah, regular like, hopefully tone. us snapping helped like <laughs> What lady? It's a passion. We have passion, and we're you know when we're, we're passionate about Philly. it. <laughs> we're loud niggas. <laughs> Just what it is. So we're, we're passionate about these certain things, right? And I mean, we really do care, though. And that's overall, you know, we no, all want the real, best for honestly, each other. You, and for do y'all. you have to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. I said last year, I ain't stressing about nobody else's issues. Girl, and I stood on that shit. I, and, and before wrong I'm a that. person, I take on other people's battles. Yeah, I feel away. I'll address you about some shit you did to somebody else. I used to, and then last year I said I don't give a fuck about nobody else's problems. I'm not taking on nobody fucking problems. Yep. Not to say I don't give a fuck. Like I had sympathy, but I'm not taking on nobody's shit. Like it's mine. Exactly. I'm not worried about what people not doing for themselves. I'm not going to tell people what they should do for themselves. I'm doing what's best for me consistently. Yep, as you should. Like the example you use, it's hard to see somebody like that. You don't, because oftentimes people be like, oh, you know, I could have done more. You can only do what you can. Everyone is an adult. That's what makes him happy. Like, that's just how I look at it. Like, you know. But if, if, if the thing is, if, if, Walking around, you know, losing limbs left and right, it still isn't a motivating factor. You badgering ain't making it any easier. And that's what, but, and, and, and right. And my thing is, you know, this, for this particular individual was very close to his parents and they passed away right back to back from each other, like a few years ago. And he wasn't really right after that, even though he's an older man in his late fifties, maybe in his early sixties now, but he was very, very close to them. Very. So (laughs) I feel like, you know, I told her when it happened, like when he started, kind of declining i said you know some people subconsciously kind of want to be out of here he's kind of checked out 
So let him be checked out. Like, you know, you can't, like, you know, it's just what it is. Like, you know what I mean? It's just what it is. If you living your best life, I don't know I want to be happy. It's certain times that I do shit that I'm like, damn, this is not productive. Like this week, I have not been productive. I know, but I know that my anxiety is extremely high. I can't Mm -hmm. sleep at night because I'm going to, a puppy is like a fucking baby. And I keep looking at videos and I'm like, oh man, I've never had a real pet ever in life. Like I have (laughs) never had a real pet. So I'm like, this is a real pet. It's not a fish. It's not my hermit crab. I have baby fish. I have regular fish. That was just walking the fuck around. (laughs) That was lost and shit. Now I can't let her do that. But like, you know, this is a real thing that's going to want my attention. You know, it's just different. So I know that right now this week, even though I feel bad and I'm like, damn, this is the beginning of the year. I should be doing this, that, and the third. I you can't. You only do what you're supposed to do. And, and that's how I feel. I said, I can't. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, and I'm not going to stress myself the fuck out about it. I can't. <laughs> I can only do, I, like, I say it all the time. I think this is what Molly said too on the, um, and I'll leave y'all with this. She said on Insecure, um, you can make all the plans in the world, but shit going happens, life happens. And I say that shit all the time. Right. That's how I talk myself down from anxiety. All these plans right. is nice, but shit going to happen is just going to motherfucking happen. And we have no control over that. Wait, we spe- only have control over the shit we have control over. So, Speaking of insecure real fast, you seen that shit I sent you on TikTok about all the men on the show? We can talk about it. Because that's gonna be another, another 20 minutes. Uh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to know week. if you've seen it. No, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to know if you saw it. As I say, oh wow. We can talk about it next week or over here, because that's another uh, conversation. I said not one black woman in sight. <laughs> Apparently one was just uh light skin. But yeah. I can tell. I, you can tell. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but anyway. Um, happy New Year, guys. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to our crazy. Welcome back to our channel. Thank Hopefully y'all. this helped you through your day, your drive to yeah. work or, you know, doing dishes and some shit. The washing gym, up, whatever. getting ready to jump. However right. you po- listen to your podcast. <laughs> However you listen. Hopefully you love this one. And so please follow us on Instagram at JST Let It Glow. We are on Twitter at Just Let It Glow. We're also on YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook at Just Let It Glow as well. We are now streaming on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple. Please leave us a review on Apple Apple and Spotify if you're listening on SoundCloud. Give us a comment while you're listening. Let us know your thoughts. We appreciate you all. Share with a friend, and you share with a friend, and you share with a friend. And please <laughs> let us know if you have any questions or you want to give us any comments on the episode. Please email justletitglowpod at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram or on Twitter. Yes, good, bad, or indifferent. We here for yeah. If you don't agree with us, that's fine too. That's fine. I actually like. I actually like disagreeing. He likes shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it just makes productive conversations. Yes, and you guys have a beautiful, glowing start to the new year. Yes, please. And we appreciate you guys for rocking with us once again. Yes. All right. See you later. Bye.